Hey guys, welcome back to the Churning Life Podcast. This episode is going to be the December recap, and this was just an absolutely wild month for me. It was definitely my biggest month ever as far as the amount of work that I put in and the amount of stress and just all of the deals that were going on that I was trying to hit. We had the AirPod sale from Verizon and the Capital One shopping portal referral bonuses, and I was also trying to hit certain annual spending thresholds such as maxing out the blue business plus cards and getting that second Hilton free night certificate for spending $60,000 on their Hilton business card. So I almost don't know where to start with this episode, but I think I will start with buying groups as usual. And so I was mainly focusing on three different categories for buying groups for this month. The first was buying Chromecasts from Staples and Walmart and Target and Dell. And there are two different types of Chromecasts. There's a $20 Chromecast and a $38 Chromecast. So for the $20 Chromecast, those were just on sale from Walmart and I was selling those to the buying group. And this was just kind of an opportunity for me to test out Walmart a little bit more. And so for this Chromecast, you could buy 24 units at a time. And I was able to place two orders per account for each seasoned account that I had. And so I just had a couple of accounts that I was seasoning. And really for this, I only had placed one order for, it was like a pack of toilet paper or something to my house. So I had two accounts where I had done that. And then I also had a third account where I had ordered a pillow and the pillow was on its way, but it wasn't delivered yet. And so my orders for the Chromecast on that account got canceled. So that one wasn't quite seasoned well enough. I'm not sure if it was because the item wasn't delivered yet or if that account just didn't have a long enough age. But yeah, based on this, I'm pretty sure you don't really need to do much. Just order maybe one item and give it a few weeks or a month and that account should be good to go. So yeah, I ended up making two orders of 24 on two different accounts for a total of 96 units. And these were all shipped to my house. If you want to get in more than one order to your house, or if you're shipping directly to a buying group warehouse, then you do need to make some modification to the address. But for Walmart, it's really not that hard. It's definitely not as hard as Best Buy. And for this item, the buying group was supplying shipping labels for free, and each item had a $2 commission. So I ordered 96 items, and so that's about a $200 profit. But yeah, like I said before, this was kind of an experiment, so I'm hoping to get some more seasoned accounts with Walmart, and next time there's a deal like this, I'll be able to scale it even harder. And by the way, I did order 24 per order, so they ended up coming in four boxes of 24, and I did count to make sure that there was 24 in each box, and there were. And so when I shipped these to the buying group, three of the boxes, they did count 24 items, but one of the boxes, they only scanned in 23. So this is not the first time that this has happened to me. I talked about this in, I think it was August or September. And yeah, this is particularly worrisome. Again, if you're going to be doing this and sending in high value items like AirPods or iPads or something like that, 
you really should be recording all the serial numbers in case something like this happens. Last time this happened to me, it was also a $23 item and I filed a missing item case and did get that $23. For this one, I also submitted a missing item case, but I think that is still pending. So I am waiting to see whether or not I get my $22 from that. So of course, when there's a 10% commission and only one out of the 96 items gets lost, that's not too bad, but it's more like what if this happened with an Apple Watch or something? So yeah, for me, now whenever I get any high value items that are shipped to home, I always just drop them off at the warehouse myself, but I understand that not everyone has that luxury of living so close to a buying group warehouse. Because you also have to think when you're drop shipping, you can always just contact the retailer and tell them that your items were missing and they didn't get delivered and you can usually get a refund that way but if you ship to home first and then send the buying group a package and it gets lost it can be a lot harder to get your money back even if it is insured so yeah i would just say try to be a little careful when doing that Okay, so moving on to the second type of Chromecast. So this was the $38 Chromecast, and this was one that PointsMaker was buying, and it was on sale at a few different retailers, but primarily Staples. And so I started out buying this from Staples, and I put in 10 orders of three. And then I also saw on the PointsMaker website that they wanted this laptop that was like 500 something dollars. So of course that sounds a lot better, like higher value items, when you're making a percentage off of it, you'll make more money. But when I tried to order that laptop, it just immediately got canceled. And then when I tried to buy more Chromecasts, those future Chromecasts also got canceled. So I'm wondering if buying this laptop somehow put a flag on my account. And yeah, I just couldn't any order any more Chromecasts to my house and not even when I tried using another Staples account that I had. That was also fairly well seasoned. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was a little bit too good to be true that there was this expensive laptop that was still in stock at Staples. And it almost seems like a trap, like I'm not sure if they even have any of those laptops. They just kind of put it on their website as a honeypot for resellers. So lesson learned there, don't try to buy laptops from Staples. And the other thing about this deal, and I talked about this in the Slack, is that PointsMaker just closed the deal with no notice. So they sent out an email saying, we're not accepting this item anymore. And so as soon as I saw that, I tried to submit a ticket or request a shipping label for all of the ones that I still had on hand, saying like, can you at least take these? And the support said, no, that we're not gonna take them. And then I was like, what if I just buy an overnight shipping label myself and you'll get the items tomorrow? And the support still said, no, we're not going to take them. And so this is the first time that I've seen them do this to just close a deal with no notice. With almost every other buying group, they at least set a deadline saying like any items received after this date will not be accepted. So yeah, I probably won't be buying much for PointsMaker anymore. But luckily, about a week later, the buying group posted the deal for this item, but they were only accepting it at $37, so $1 below cost, which was fine. You know, I just wanted to get rid of these. Like, I don't want to have to return 
30 Chromecast at Staples. So yeah, I bought these from Staples and then I also bought some of these from Dell to liquidate some of my business platinum credits. And then I also bought some from Lowe's and I did that through the Capital One shopping portal to work on those referrals, which I'll talk about later. So yeah, I just ended up with 50 of these $38 Chromecasts. So I did that and then the other big deal that I hit for December was AirPods from Verizon. And so the deal was buy one, get one half off. And so I figured out that you could place up to three orders per day or I think it might be six orders every 48 hours. I'm not really sure. And you can buy two of each type of AirPod per order. So there's the AirPod 3 Lightning, the AirPod Pro 2, and also the AirPod 3 MagSafe. And so these are also earning 5x at a few different shopping portals. So they're getting 5x on the AA shopping portal, but for some reason, my only my first three or four orders tracked. So I'm not sure if there's some limit there or if they will end up giving me the miles later, like if they just need to review it. But the 5X at Rakuten tracked very well. That happened every time. And then I also placed a few orders on the Capital One shopping portal, but those are still pending. So I'm not sure when I'm gonna get the money from those. So yeah, after testing all three of these shopping portals out, I mainly stuck with Rakuten. And for whatever reason, the AirPod Pro 2s did not track on any of the shopping portals. So when you take into account the buy one, get one half off and the cash out price and also the shopping portal, and when you average it out for the three different types of AirPods, it's about an $11 profit per AirPod. And that's not taking into account any of the points that you earned from the spend itself. And so I started out by buying 18 per day and I did that for a couple weeks. And so for the first round, I got 176 AirPods. And so that was a total spend of $27,000. And out of these 176 AirPods, three of them were damaged. So they had just like a broken seal. And I ended up selling those to someone for $20 off of the cash out price. And then I also had two of them that were delivered as the wrong item. So they sent me the AirPod Pro 2 Lightning version instead of the USB-C version. And those are worth about $20 less. So in total, I had five AirPods that were bad, and so that was like a subtraction of $100. But the other 171 AirPods were good and got accepted by the buying group no problem when I took them for the drop-off. So I will say that this $27,000 that I had to float did put me into quite a liquidity crunch because you also have to remember that I'm also working on that 30k Bank of America business checking account deal and also that 15k Chase savings account deal. So things were getting quite tight and part of it was that I only had a 10k credit limit on my Blue Business Plus card. That's where I was putting most of the spend because for whatever reason I wasn't getting any category bonus on Verizon even though it should be like a wireless provider but yeah I didn't get that on either my Hilton or my Business Gold cards. So yeah, I suppose I could always just sell off some of my investments to pay off the credit cards. It's not like I was spending money that I didn't have, but I just kind of try not to do that. 
and keep the business-related money to be a bit more reasonable amount. But the great thing about the buying group drop-off is they're supposed to give you a same-day payment for anything that you drop off. All you have to do is message the owner on Discord with your payment ID and he'll make sure that that gets pushed to the top of the queue. So it's usually not actually same day, but in my case, I got the payment the next day, which was great. So yeah, I dropped off all my AirPods and then I went to California for Christmas vacation. And then when I got back, I couldn't believe it, but the sale was still active at Verizon. And the deal doesn't even have an expiration date. It just says while supplies last and terms and conditions may apply and stuff like that. And actually, at the time of recording this episode, it is still on sale. So I think one thing is that Verizon is really hard to dropship. And I heard a few horror stories of people trying to dropship and the items got returned to sender while they were mid-shipment and Verizon just never refunded them. So yeah, this deal is only available for people that are shipping to home first. And for that, you know, it's best to be in a sales tax-free state. And ideally, you'd be near some sort of buying group warehouse where you can just drop off the items with minimal risk. But yeah, so when I got home from Christmas, I was like, well, why don't I just keep buying more? So I decided not to get quite as many as I did in the first batch, but I ordered another 108 units, which is about 17k worth. And I think I'll stop again here because I'm actually going on another vacation next week, so I won't be around to, you know, receive the AirPods and take them to the warehouse. Because each of these AirPod packages needed to be signed for, by the way, either by UPS or FedEx. And you really want to make sure that these don't end up getting returned to sender because I don't think Verizon will refund you. They just don't really have any kind of customer service. And one other thing that I was trying to do to help mitigate risk was to use a different credit card for each order that I placed on the same day. So in the event that one of the orders didn't get delivered, I would be able to easily match that with the credit card that I used to place the order and be able to do the chargeback for that. So yeah, the final tally for AirPods for December, I had 284 units and spent $44,400. The profit from the commissions was 1947 and the profit from the shopping portals was 1492. And then I was earning 2x MR on the purchases using my blue business plus card for most of it. And then some of it, I was just earning one X cause I was using my other cards, but that ended up being a total of $900 in profit from the spend. So yeah, that was a total of $4,327 that was earned just from AirPods this month. Okay, so moving on to Amazon. I didn't really do anything too special this month, just a lot of Apple Watches. And like I said before, with Amazon, there's a separate quantity limit for each combination of the size of the watch itself, the color, and the size of the band. So I ended up ordering about $38,000 worth of stuff and actually had a few more returns this month than I've experienced before. I had to return four items out of 114 items that I sent in, which seems like a bit more than usual. I think maybe I was just unlucky for this month, but I guess I am lucky in that all of my items actually arrived. So 
I didn't have to ask Amazon for any refunds that way, which seems to be getting harder and harder because they say like it's a freight forwarder and stuff like that. And so as usual, I'm getting 5% cash back with my Chase Visa card and it only has a 20K limit. So I did need to pay off the card before I was paid by the buying group for about 20k of that so again liquidity crunch but another thing that i noticed and actually noticed this last month but i forgot to talk about it is that for certain items when you order with no rush shipping you actually get six percent cash back instead of five percent i think it just has to do with whether or not the item is in stock that that option is available but i was able to select this option for about half of my orders so when you take into account the 5.5% cash back and also the below cost deals, it was about $2,000 in cash back and minus $500 below cost for all of my items. So it was a total profit of about $1,500 from Amazon for this month. And one other thing that was great for this month with buyinggroup.com was that they were offering $1,000 Visa prepaid gift cards at 6% below cost. And these can be liquidated pretty easily through PayPal bill pay. And 6% of $1,000 is $60. So you're actually getting an extra $60 per card. There have been some issues with buying the cards using their buying group points. It's like a point system that they're calling it. But in the end, it seems like everyone has been able to get their money so far. And the other great thing about doing this is you don't have to wait for the payments. You can just immediately buy the gift card with your balance and do a PayPal bill pay and get the money in like two days. Whereas if you request an ACH from the buying group, they're at about two weeks right now that you'd have to wait to get your money. So I didn't do this for all of my payouts for this month, but I did about 17k. So that was an extra $1,020 of profit for this month from buying groups. Okay, so moving on to gift cards. And the first thing that I did for this month for gift cards was use the $50 off of a purchase of $250 or more at Lowe's, which I had on 10 of my Amex cards. So I drove down to Lowe's. And I checked to see what gift cards they had in their rack. Originally, I pulled off some $200 MasterCard gift cards, but then I went back to the rack and looked a bit harder and saw that they did have the $500 MasterCard gift cards as well. So, of course, I took those. And then I tried to go to the regular checkout, but they didn't really want to do gift cards there. So they told me to go to the customer service counter. And over there, the person was very nice and said that as long as I had my ID, I could buy as many as I wanted. She was great and she allowed me to split the payment for $250 on each of my Amex cards. So I ended up buying five $500 gift cards for a total of $2,500. And for these, I was thinking about liquidating them through plastic, but that would come with a 3% fee. So I decided instead that I was gonna make some quarterly tax payments. If you don't already know, the fee for a debit card is only like $2 when paying at one of the federal tax payment processing websites. So when you take into account the fee to purchase the card and the fee to pay the taxes, it was about a $420 profit from these. So definitely worth the 20 minute drive over to Lowe's. 
And then the next thing that I did for this month for gift cards was the Staples gift card deal. They were selling both Grubhub and GameStop gift cards at 15% off. I was a little bit late to this one, so I wasn't sure if I was going to do it, but I figured I'd give it a try since I wanted to know if Staples was allowing a lot of gift card purchases these days because the last deal I was only able to get like three cards. And so for this one, I was able to get $600 of Grubhub and $1,800 of GameStop, but any orders beyond that got canceled. And I also tried to make some orders on a different account with the same credit card, and those got canceled as well. But I think if you mixed it up a little bit better with credit card and billing address and maybe IP or something, you would be able to get a lot more. I have heard some reports of people not being able to make any Staples gift card orders and for that I would say you know you do need to have a somewhat seasoned account. It's really just like Walmart all you need to do is buy one pack of toilet paper. Staples also sells all sorts of snacks. I did try one random jar of cookies but they weren't very good so I would recommend just sticking with the brands you know like Oreos or maybe if you eat Kind bars or some type of granola bar that would also work. And this kind of goes back to what I said in another episode where you know churning is a marathon not a sprint and if you just have some preparation that will go a long way because it is highly likely that Staples and Walmart will have more good deals. So it's really nice to have a portfolio of seasoned accounts all in their own profile ready to go. Once things finally die down for buying groups and stuff, this is something that I'm going to be working on sort of in the downtime between deals. And this kind of brings me to the next gift card deal that I did, which was the Target gift card deal. So every year Target has a sale where it's 10% off one $500 gift card per account. And Miles Earn and Burn talks about how he seasons a bunch of Target accounts just for this deal. I would say that the Target gift card resale market is not very good, but it is good to have a bunch of Target gift cards on hand for buying group stuff. Target routinely has AirPods and Apple Watches and iPads for sale. I would say mostly AirPods. So I only had two Target accounts, so $1,000 worth of gift cards, but it was pretty easy for me to liquidate that through some AirPods. And I also bought some Chromecast, I think. So yeah, I'm just going to be counting the $100 I saved from buying these gift cards as profit. Okay, so moving on to the big one for this month, and that was the Capital One Shopping Portal referral bonuses. So I'm just going to preface this by saying that I was completely new to the Capital One Shopping Portal before this. And you don't need to have a Capital One credit card to sign up for the Capital One Shopping Portal. But I've heard that this portal is particularly good for giftcards.com purchases. But anyway, the big deal that dropped was that some Capital One Shopping Portal accounts were being targeted for a $200 referral bonus for both the referrer and the referee. And all you had to do was make a $10 purchase within 30 days. So this really sounded too good to be true to me. I mean, could it really be that easy just to make a $10 purchase and make $400? 
But yeah, I decided to go for it and I basically just signed up my entire family for this. It did take quite a bit of research to figure out what kind of purchases would qualify because like, for example, they list Target and Walmart, but most categories of purchases are excluded. So the best purchase that you could make would be something from giftcards.com, although you have to make sure that you don't use a promo code because purchases made with a promo code are not eligible. And then I was having some difficulty getting orders through from giftcards.com. I can only really get two or three orders in per day. I did also find that Chromecast from Lowe's tracked through the portal, which was convenient because I already had a bunch of Chromecasts that I was going to send in, and Verizon AirPods did also track, but I didn't really want to put too many orders in doing this because I was earning about $30 in rewards per order. And so this is kind of a lot of money to be risking through this shopping portal if I can help it. So I did do a few orders with this, but it was mostly gift cards and lows. And yeah, so I signed up for all these accounts and put in the orders. And then about a week or two later, the bonuses started rolling in. And so then I had to figure out how to cash out the rewards through gift cards. I ended up buying a lot of Nike $100 gift cards that I sold to Aligned Incentives. So that worked out pretty well. They were buying the cards at 89%. And yeah, when it was all said and done, I ended up with about $3,200 from this. I probably should have hit this harder, but it was already taking up a significant amount of time out of my weekend. I usually try to reserve my weekends to spend with my family and not do too many churning related stuff. But I feel like in this case, it definitely would have been worth it. But then you also do kind of need to think about the ethics and the legality of doing this too many times. I would say that if you just do it like 10 times, no one's really going to know. But if you do it 100 times, maybe Capital One might look into it and try to see where the money went. And if you do it a thousand times, well, let's just say that you don't want the FBI to come knock on your door. I did talk in some previous episodes about people getting into legal trouble for things like this, so I don't want to comment on the legality of this particular case, but just want to be careful with things like this. Okay, so moving on to bank bonuses, and I just did one bank bonus for this month, and that was the Amex business checking 50k MR for holding $5,000 in their business checking account for three months. And I signed up for that with two of my LLCs. I've talked before about all the benefits of having multiple LLCs and it really does help you scale up on certain deals. So I did look into the terms of this particular offer pretty thoroughly and I'm pretty sure it says limit one per business. And once each of these accounts was opened, I did see that they had that little tracker that shows you how much progress you've made towards getting that 50k bonus. So I value membership rewards points at 1.2. So 100,000 points is worth $1,200. And then I'll subtract the opportunity cost of having $10,000 in a 5% interest account for three months. And so that will leave me with $1,075. Moving on to credit cards. I didn't really do too much with credit cards. I did sign up for the online employee card offer 
for spending $4,000 to get 15,000 membership rewards points for up to five cards per account. And I did that on my three business gold cards and my other BBP. So that's 20 cards times 15,000 membership rewards points. So 300,000 points times 1.2, which is $3,600. I also applied for another Chase Inc. cash card. I figured I should get one more before that 90k offer expires. And of course, I used my wife's referral link for an extra 40,000 points. I valued these points at 1.25, so it ended up being $1,625 for this card. I also got another Chase Inc. cash card for my wife, but I won't count that for the purpose of this podcast. I like to keep things as if I'm doing everything in one player mode, which I mostly am. I did also apply for another MX Business Platinum. I was targeted for a no lifetime language offer of 150k, but this application went pending and they wanted to see my tax returns, so I'm still kind of following up on that and will maybe count that for next month if I end up getting approved for that card. I did also try to apply for another round of Alaska business cards and also some US bank business cards, but I just got declined for everything. I think my profile just has a few too many inquiries right now, so I need to wait and let things die down a bit. I did also hear that Bank of America in particular is tightening down a bit on their credit card approvals. I'm not really sure why, it probably just has something to do with the state of the economy, whatever that may be. Okay, so tallying everything up for this month, for buying groups we had AirPods for $43.27, Chromecast for $250, and Amazon for $1,500, plus of course the $1,020 that were added onto that with the buying group 6% off Visa gift cards. So that was a total of $7,097 from buying groups. Then for gift cards, we had the Lowe's offer, the Target and Staples gift card deals, and then also, of course, the Capital One shopping portal. So that was a total of $3,860 for gift cards. Then for credit cards, just had the Amex online employee card offers, plus my one Chase in cash card for a total of $5,225, and then the $1,075 for the Amex business checking accounts. So adding everything together brings me to a grand total of $17,257 for the month of December. So yeah, like I said before, this was just an absolutely ridiculous month for me, like so many deals. And I wouldn't really say this is easy money. Like I do talk to my friends about how I'm doing churning and stuff. And I tell people that for me, this is work. It takes a lot of time and energy and some stress. Sometimes it even requires some capital to make sure you have enough credit to make these purchases for the buying groups. So I totally understand people that don't want to put in this much work and it's completely fine just to earn enough points to take those two or three luxury vacations per year. And I even know some people who would strictly never cash out any points because they already have enough money from their job. So they really just want the points to get those high end travel experiences. 
but I did make a point not to be doing any churning related activities while I was on vacation. So that includes my trip to India last month and also the long weekend that I took for Christmas. Even though I was really tempted to make some more AirPod orders, I try to disconnect from churning as much as possible when I'm on vacation, but it just doesn't really work for me. So I think I would rather just bring my credit cards and be ready to make a big purchase if I need to. I'm not going to be like grinding out Capital One shopping portal offers or Staples gift card purchases like that. But if there is a big deal that comes up, I do kind of want to be ready. You know, if I just spend like five to ten minutes per day ordering AirPods, that is a pretty significant return. I will also say that living in Portland does help a lot just due to being in a sales tax-free state and also having good proximity to make drop-offs with the buying group. Because yeah, buyinggroup.com really is one of the best buying groups out there. It might be just me, but I feel like most of the complaints about missing packages come from other buying groups as far as stuff getting stolen. And yeah, I've done hundreds hundreds and hundreds of packages with buyinggroup.com and they've never lost a single one. At least not yet, although it's bound to happen someday. So yeah, that was the December recap. And I just had one more thing that I wanted to talk about. And those are sort of some New Year's resolutions that I've made for how I'm going to be handling my finances for 2024. And that is that I want to get all of the organic spend for me and my wife onto a separate credit card that is completely separate from all of my churning related activities. And that's because when you're rotating out credit cards every one to two weeks, it can just get to be very hard to track what purchases you made for churning and buying groups and stuff and what were just like regular household expenses. And so I've decided, you know, I don't really need any of the organic spend anymore to be hitting any of my signup bonuses. Last year, I MS'd somewhere in the high six figures. I don't think it was more than a million, but my goal for 2024 is to get over a million dollars in spend for the year. So the amount of organic spend that we're putting on a credit card for our household is probably about 5% of that, maybe $50,000 or so. So it's just not really significant. And I just want to know how much we're spending as a household per year, because it is important for financial independence, not necessarily retiring, but just to know kind of when you can retire. You need to know that annual spend number so that you can calculate that 3% or 3.5 or 4% rule. So I think it'll just make things way easier from an accounting perspective. And it'll also make things easier on the churning side to be able to balance my books for my businesses. In particular, I've decided that I'm not going to be putting any household expenses on my Chase Amazon Visa card. Of course, you can always go through your statements manually and mark what's personal and what's business. But I would just rather not have to do that. It's just not worth the extra few percentage points. Of course, you can have multiple credit cards, like maybe you'll have one credit card used for dining and one for groceries or something like that. But even that, I think, is just too much headache for me. And I want to be churning. Like, I want to make sure that 
I have slots open for various card issuers to be getting new sign-up offers. And so, yeah, you might be wondering what card did I choose for this purpose to put all of our household spending on? And it was difficult to choose which card. So we wanted something that earns 2% cash back everywhere that has a low annual fee to justify keeping the card open for more than a year to have no foreign transaction fees so that we can use it for travel and we wanted it to be a visa or mastercard just so that it can be accepted everywhere so it was hard to think of a credit card that can check all of those boxes but the one that we decided to go with was the Capital One VentureX business card. The only downside to this card is that it's a MasterCard, so it won't be accepted at Costco. But other than that, I think it will fit all of our purposes. It does come with a $400 annual fee, I think, but then that's offset by a $300 travel credit that you have to figure out how to use. I think it functions more like a coupon now and also you get that 10,000 anniversary miles bonus but one nice thing about this card is that when you add an employee card which would be my wife she can also make an account and basically control everything within the account the same way that I could whether that's paying the bills or clearing fraud alerts or whatever I think Amex also has a similar feature to add or remove account managers. The other good thing about this card is that it earns miles, which can be transferred to Turkish Airlines, which is a good transfer partner that Chase and Amex do not have. It can also be used to transfer to EVA, but it's only at a two to 1.5 ratio, which can still make sense in some scenarios, I think. And yeah, this isn't sponsored for Capital One, of course. So yeah, that's my plan for this year, and I'm curious to hear other people's thoughts on doing that. I know that most people would probably still want to be harvesting their organic spend to be used towards sign-up bonuses, but I'm looking forward to just having one card for the simplicity of it. So yeah, that's all I got for the December recap. As usual, feel free to send me an email at churninglife at gmail.com or send me a message on Slack for any questions or comments about the show. And thanks for listening. Hey.